Welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Join Dr. Pinkston today as she teaches you how an integrative approach to health, combining holistic and contemporary medical information, can lead you to The Better Life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Hey, good morning, and welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. I was realizing, looking back through a few of my videos, that uh, you know, this is a radio show in San Antonio, and you may not know that. And so for you guys in San Antonio listening to me on the radio, you might not know that I have a YouTube channel, but you can also find me podcasted on iTunes and Spotify, iHeartMedia, and many, many other platforms. So look for me. It is The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. And you have to search. I'm still a little guy out there, so you still have to search me pretty hard. But I am out there, and I just wanted you guys to know that. You can also go to my website, so DRP Better Life. Uh, drpbetterlife.com don't even know my own website and find me there I've got all of the links to all of my YouTube um, and the iTunes and Spotify and everything there I also have a blog so I talk about various issues that kind of come to mind that are either you know local to the media or out nationally and uh, just various few topics. So please visit drpbetterlife.com and I'll uh, uh, keep you updated on events and things that are going around. So I wanted to talk a little bit today. I had a great conversation with a patient recently and it brought to life uh, into my mind from last month with the um, the mental health awareness month that a lot of patients are very very concerned about their mental health. I think we're all very stressed out, not sleeping well, have a lot of things going on in our lives, and I'm very concerned about many people because I think normal people who walk around out there are suffering from anxiety or depression or both. They really come together. And they don't realize that they have, you know, a normal life, what seems like a normal life and that they feel like a normal person, but they're really suffering, having difficulty getting out of bed in the morning, uh, having difficulty getting motivated to do their tasks, come home at night and just sit down and, and veg out and don't feel like doing anything, don't feel like getting out. But sometimes people also feel just very sad and they, they don't understand why they have a great life or they have a great life and are very, very stressed out or have a lot going on and just feel very anxious. A lot of people will, you know, have difficulty sleeping, sometimes wake up with their heart racing and have ruminating thoughts where you just think about, you know, bad things that are going on over and over, or you get a sense of impending doom where you feel like something is really wrong with you or wrong with everything around you, feel like something bad is going to happen to you all the time. And these are things that happen to normal people. There are a subset of people who suffer from anxiety and depression have their whole life, and they're very familiar with it. But there are a lot of people who really don't understand that they are suffering from, you know, a difficult uh, difficulties with their brain, adjusting their brain chemistry to what's going on around them. And I think this is a matter of how we take care of ourselves. Self-care is very lacking in our society. I know I don't take very good care of me. I take care of everybody out there, all of you, but I don't take care of myself very well. And so I think, you know, Patients have, have talked to me from time to time about, um, you know, it doesn't, I don't have a, a large family history of depression or anxiety in my family, but yet 
that I feel this way. And we talk about it and they are suffering from even a mild form of depression and anxiety, but it's suffering and it's not right. And it's something that I want, you know, people to understand that we as the, as physicians, we have an armament behind us of medications and things that are, are good. And, and when I talk about, you know, with my patients and to you about an integrative approach to medicine and try to combine it with a contemporary approach, I try to stay away from the pharmaceuticals of, of you know, what's out there for prescription medications is what I mean. So a lot of patients would really like to stay away from prescription medications and do things more naturally. When it comes to prescriptions, I don't use a ton of them. I use them when they're necessary because that's what they're for. They're not just for everyone. They're for certain situations and certain patients. So I use them appropriately in those situations. There are certain medications that I feel very, very comfortable with using because I think that they don't really provide just a Band-Aid to a situation, but they actually go into the body and adjust and change something or improve something and help heal and fix something from underneath. And I think that's what we all want when we look to either supplements or medications or whatever it is we do in our lives to improve things. We're looking for a fix, not a Band-Aid. So when it comes to depression and anxiety, I feel like that these medications that are used, the antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicines, and certain ones, so not the ones that you take when you just feel anxious and that slows down your heart rate or you know makes you feel a little bit better and a little bit chill for a few hours. Those are things that are usually addictive and are usually more Band-Aid related. I'm looking for things that actually go into the brain and help to improve the function of your brain chemistry or making it and help you to fix it from the bottom up where you actually improve how you feel on a regular basis and prevent those episodes where you would need to take something to calm down or to you know feel a more chill or feel a bit better. So I'm talking about things like what you've probably heard, SSRIs, SNRIs, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. So the reason that I'm so comfortable with these medicines, and there are certain situations where they should not be used uh, or prescribed, or they should, you know, there's different types of them. And, and that depends on the, the person that I'm, you know, talking to and, and diagnosing what I'm diagnosing you with. But if it's the you's and me's out there that are having difficulties with depression and anxiety, there are medications that I feel very, very comfortable using because they do fix a situation. And I think I'm talking actually with somebody I'm very close to about using medication. She needed to use medication for many years and just wouldn't. Her point of view, and I think many people's point of view, is that I should be okay without it. I shouldn't have to use a medication. I should just be tough and strong and get over this and or just handle it. And I explained to her that we are all like that. We all feel this way. And not everybody can just get over it. There, We can all be pushed to a point where we can't just get over it any longer and that we need a lot more, you know, help. And it could be support. It could be the fact that you need to sleep better and get up and exercise better and eat better, you know, take more vitamins. All, all those things apply always. 
But there are times where we don't just get better, and it's because of our our situations around us, and and maybe we've had underlying conditions go on for too long that we our bodies just aren't making the right brain chemistry, so we can't just get over it. And taking medication doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're unable to take care of things on your own. What these medications do is they actually make your brain work better and work normally so that when you take them, you don't feel high. You don't feel different. You feel normal, whereas you feel having, you know, feel sad, feel anxious, having difficulty getting up, getting motivated. Suddenly your motivation is back and you feel normal. So it's not a false sense of, of healing. It's actually making your brain do what it's supposed to do so that you can face your situation more normally. I also want to start, you know, patients on medication. I explain to them that because these medications work on your brain and make your brain work the way it's supposed to, that you also really don't have a, a, a ton of side effects because it's not doing alternative things in your body that produce side effects. So one of the biggest things that happen when patients take these medications, so if you've tried this medication, these medications before and you've had an adverse reaction of sort, you felt like you had a side effect, what you're having is a sudden increase in the hormones that we're trying to increase. So when serotonin increases suddenly, you can feel nauseated sometimes. So somebody will take a medication and say, oh, I felt really nauseated, I felt very sick, I couldn't take it. And I'll tell them that's actually not the medication in a way. It's actually your own hormone serotonin rising really quickly, and your brain reads that as something to be nauseated over, so you feel sick. And it usually lasts for about five to seven days, and then your brain goes, oh, that's normal. I'm supposed to feel that, and then that goes away. If it's something that you can't live with, I'll tell patients, split your medication in half for a few days and then try going back up. So we can get you to an improvement stage much faster. But if you can't tolerate feeling nauseated, then just cut your medication in half for a few days. The other thing that patients will tell me is they feel either really sleepy or more awake. So I'll tell people, if you feel more sleepy, that's probably a good thing. You probably need it. Take it in the evening. If you feel more awake, take it in the morning. Just take it when you're going to remember it. And on the when you read about them, they say they take oh several weeks, several months to work. It's really not the case. Most of the time, I know within about two weeks whether this medication is going to work for somebody or not. People will get enough improvement to notice. Sometimes within a few days, a week or two weeks, they may not have the full improvement effect. So it still may be another six weeks or a couple of months before you get the the complete improvement from it. But at least you get enough improvement where you're able to, you know, feel much better and get some relief from what you're going through. You know, these medications aren't just used for anxiety and depression. Sometimes when you're really, really stressed, you eat too much and you get the munchies and, you know, tend to pack away a lot of food just trying to deal with your stress. These medications can help subside some of those cravings and need to, you know, put the put the hand to the mouth and, and eat and uh, can help people with weight loss. And there are many reasons why we would use it. And I think mostly it is to try to help patients with their general 
just suffering. I think that this world gives each and every one of us, none of us are immune to the stressors that are out there and to the bad things that can happen with us. I mean, look back through this past year with COVID. And COVID has created an antisocial fear here where we are staying at home a lot more. We're staying isolated. We're not able to get out and enjoy things like we used to. You can't go dancing. You can't go out to eat. You can't go see your parents and your family. You know, these are things that are intensely, enormously important for people to get out and socialize. And that's something that we can't do. We also have been inundated with the fears from the the media and the propaganda, so to speak. I mean, some of it's true, but it's a little overdone so that it's 24-7 fear you're going to die. You know, don't touch, don't talk, don't get out, don't this, don't that. You're going to get sick. You're going to die. People are dying everywhere. And it's a bit overdone, but that has created almost a a PTSD in society, a a post-traumatic stress disorder where people are now very afraid and don't know why. And I think it's because we've just had this harsh media, uh, you know, oversight over us over for the, the last year or so. So these are things that we are all susceptible to. Nobody is immune. And I want to alleviate some of those fears that people have and those myths that medication is something that you just can't do. Another thing that I hear fairly often about uh, starting medications or taking medications is I don't want to be a zombie. So there is a, a reason behind the, the why people become kind of numb or have this numb feeling or, or feel like a zombie, so to speak. And if you're on YouTube, you can see. If you're not, you can't see my hands. But depression and anxiety are a continuum. So it, there's a normal on one end, so to speak, that uh, nobody knows really what that is because it's different for everybody. And there's rock bottom, whatever that is, because, again, that's different for everybody. So you go from rock bottom up through several stages until you reach normal. And the stage that most people are at are right in the middle with that depression and anxiety and and everything that they're suffering there. There's a stage that you go through before you get to normal. And that is kind of a numb stage where your, your brain chemistry is almost there, not quite, and you're healing. But that feeling that people get, it's like, you won the lottery. Oh, you know, your dog died. Oh, and you don't really have a strong feeling one way or the other uh, about, you know, emotionally. So that numbness that patients feel is a stage. And usually patients would come to me and tell me, oh, this medicine's making me feel numb. I don't want to feel this way. I feel like a zombie. And I tell patients that's actually a stage of your healing. And all we need to do is not switch your medication or take you off of it, but we need to increase your dose maybe just a little bit or just give it a little bit more time. And you'll push through and go to a normal stage where you feel normal again. So uh, oftentimes I know I've, I've uh, in the past I did it, and I'm sure other physicians do it, where patients will complain about that. So they'll take them off their medication and switch it. And I'm like, no, you're almost there. You're almost better. So that's a good time not to switch anything, but to uh, to change things around a little bit, increase your meds, and then you'll get there. So I just wanted to go over a few of those ideas. Again, we had the uh, Mental Health Awareness Month last month, and I didn't get a chance to really touch on that the way I wanted to because I think it's an incredibly important subject. I think that society has made anxiety and depression And the way that we handle stress, uh, something that is to be covered up, is to not be talked about, to be ashamed of, 
and it is absolutely not. We all go through certain feelings and certain issues with it. Maybe we don't all need medication for it, but there are people who are normal who go through enough stress and can be pushed hard enough where you may need help in healing and going through what you're going through. So I don't want you know people and patients, I always say patients, but people, I don't want people to be intensely afraid of getting help and seeking the help that you need and taking, you know, the medications that you need. You know, there are other ways of dealing with stress and anxiety before you get to medication. So we always talk about those things too. Yes, you need to eat right. Yes, you need to exercise. Exercise actually increases your endorphins and it increases uh, a hormone in your brain that gives you pure joy. And it helps you sleep better. And also exercise is uh, – I read something on a, on a, an app the other day that uh, said for people who exercise regularly, it actually increases your intelligence. So if you ever thought your uh, IQ was a little too low, just exercise. I think you can increase your IQ. So, But uh, if that's the case, then I'm, I'm going to be genius here soon because I love exercise and I think it has helped me a lot in my life. So we are going to take a short break and I'll come back on the other end and talk about a few other things besides medication that is really important. So hang with me a few minutes and we'll be back. The term beauty is only skin deep takes a new meaning when you find a medical spa that works one-on-one with your individual needs in a safe, relaxing atmosphere. And with medical spa on every corner, why would Dolce Beauty and Laser be different? Owner Lisa Trinquier has designed the ultimate medical spa experience. Botox fillers, laser hair removal, facials, weight loss, body sculpting lasers, and infrared sauna and more, your body and anti-aging experience is waiting. Our injector specialist has greater than 10 years of experience, more than any other injector in San Antonio. And with me, Dr. Marianne Pinkston, as medical director, we provide the ultra-innovative experience. Go to DolceBL.com. That's D-O-L-C-E-B-L.com. And contact us for a free consult and 10% off your first service. Call 210-686-0505. We are located off I-10 on Camp Bullis Road in North San Antonio at 6865 Camp Bullis Road. For returning and joining me again, I am talking today about uh, kind of going over last month's uh, mental health awareness and a little bit late coming to the game of talking about mental health, but it's so important. So I I felt very strongly about doing it today. And just to repeat again, you know, for those of you here in the San Antonio area, please go to YouTube or iTunes and Spotify, iHeartMedia. And other uh, places where you can find me podcasted, you can watch some of my previous shows. You can also go to drpbetterlife.com and find me uh, there with all of the links to all of my social medias and and, uh, uh, blog and everything else. And I would really like for you guys to go and subscribe and share me and get me out there. So today I was talking a little bit about, you know, taking antidepressants, having depression and anxiety, not just taking antidepressants, but uh, depression and anxiety that I think happens to uh, not only people who are susceptible genetically to it or, you know, have some sort of mental disorder, but the yous and me's and everybody out there who have had enough. Life is tough and it has affected us to a point where our brain chemistry is just not functioning well. And I think another myth that is out there that people are very, very resistant to is getting counseling. So this is another hot spot for me. I really have a huge soapbox about this because I think counseling 
is one of absolutely the best things that you can do. Again, patients will tell me, you know, it's people will think I'm sick. People will think, I, you know, there's something wrong with me. I'm just not tough enough. I, I'm tough. I'm, I can get over this. I just need to get over it. And that is absolutely not the case. Sometimes when you are immersed in your brain and your thinking and your feelings and, you know, unable to see things from a more objective perspective, you can sink and you can get into a thought pattern that's more negative and not very healthy. And so what counseling does, I actually call it life coaching with most of my patients because I think that brings a different connotation to it, that you're not something, you know, there's not something wrong with you and somebody's trying to help you. It's it's that you just need to look at things a little bit different, think about things a little bit differently. But something else that counseling does is it validates you. So it's not enough for you to just look, look in the mirror and say, I'm okay, I'm doing all right. It's really nice when somebody who is objective and professional can and you know look at you and, and listen to your story and talk to you and say you know what yeah I can see why you feel the way you feel or why you handle things the way you handle them but let's think about it a little differently let's look at things a little bit differently and again it's very validating but it also helps you to corner some places where you might improve so if you want to do a trade if you know if I want to be a great doctor what do I do I go to medical school but what do I do after I go to conferences or I watch CME uh, webinar presentations or, you know, I learn from my peers and what they do. We're always learning and changing. And there's no reason why you cannot apply this to your own life emotionally and help yourself to understand why you think the way you think or do things the way you do and make it a little bit easier for yourself to think better, feel better. And so I think counseling added on top of that is something that is really, really helpful. Finding a counselor is not hard. I've watched you know, TV recently and I've seen that there are many apps out there where you can find there's a lot of telemedicine now. And I don't really like that so much. I really like for patients to come to me and to talk to me at the clinic about it. And I like to help you find somebody, help you find somebody that's inexpensive maybe on your insurance if you don't have insurance, there are a lot of affordable ways of doing that. I can help you with that. So I really still like for patients to come to their doctor, but there are avenues out there. Search them out. And what works for one does not always work for another. So that's you know why you have to keep an open mind and, and listen to somebody else who kind of knows what's out there and has been through it and find what works for you. Sometimes you can go through your church if you're very religious and that's important to you. You can go through your church avenues. If you're in a school, uh, like at you know college, the colleges have counseling departments and people who are very well trained there. So there's many, many ways. It's like getting a massage. You know, you can go a lot of different places and find different places to get massages and whatnot. It's the same thing with counseling. And I really think it is that good for you. And so I encourage patients to or people to find a way to uh, improve upon themselves and do that. And again, I'm going to harp on the exercise thing, the eat right. It's always the base of everything, getting the right vitamins and um Try to supplement your body so that if it's going to make better brain chemistry, at least it has the ingredients to draw from and, and make the hormones that it needs to make if you're getting things uh, nutritionally better. So um, I'll spend a few minutes just letting you know a couple of things. One is I have a great sponsor who uh, takes great care of me, and that is Dolce Beauty and Laser. So if you – I'm trying to do some hair removal. I, you know, not everybody likes to talk about the hair that grows after 40. 
40, but it does. So uh, for men, women, any part of the body, there are ways of getting hair removal painlessly and effectively, not too expensive. You can do that. There's uh, Patients ask me all the time about anti-aging, getting uh, Botox and fillers. A lot of people are very, very afraid of that, feel like it's a very painful experience. It's not at all. And I send people over to Dolce, which I'm medical director for, but they also have sponsored me. Lisa over there and Bianca, her daughter, are fantastic at at injections and all of the procedures that they do. There are many, many different things that they do. So please check them out online. I do have some links on my website as to how to contact them. Uh, The number is 210-686-0505. Just give her a call and she'll tell you all the great deals that they have going on. And I truly appreciate them helping me out, getting my uh, show out and aired. And then also I would like to um, tell you how to find me. So I am a physician here in San Antonio. I have seen patients all over Texas and outside of Texas, even though I'm not licensed outside of Texas. There is a mechanism of being able to see patients uh, uh, through telemedicine and whatnot. COVID has helped to really open that up a lot. But I'm in Northwest San Antonio, for those of you who live here. my I'll give you my number, how to find me, and just call for an appointment. It's 210-686-7825. You can also go to Pinkston Family Practice SA. And uh, find us there. You can also submit on their email or uh, an appointment request and we can contact you. One of the things that I do a lot of is natural hormone replacement. And I highlight natural because it is natural. And it is something that is innate to our bodies that we were made when we were younger. It is a life changer. It's something that I've done for five years to both my, uh, not to myself, but I have done through a provider. But I do to patients and I've done for five years. It's one of the most fantastic things that I can do and great for depression and anxiety. But you can find me at 210-698-7825, PinkstonFamilyPracticeSA.com. Please come and visit me, make an appointment, and I am happy to see you. Guys, thank you very much. This is a great show. I appreciate you and I hope to see you next week. Please join me. Thank you. You've been enjoying The Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. For more information, go to drpthebetterlife.com. That's drpthebetterlife.com. And listen next week for The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston.